We have two special guests with us live via telephone. CEO of OHEL, David Mandel, is with us live via telephone. And the founder of CCSA, Communities Confronting Substance Abuse and Addiction. Leanne Foreman is with us live via telephone. It's not just a conversation about an important community initiative. It's a conversation about uh, about a partnership that's been formed uh, that could only enhance uh, the work that's being done in our community um, in the future, to say the least. David Mandel, a pleasure to welcome you back to JM in the AM. Good morning, Nachum. Thank you very much. And those words that you just said about Achena B'nai Israel, our soldiers and everyone supporting them is so important. They're never present in all of our minds. No question about it. Thousands of miles away, we need to make a very, very special effort to keep our brothers and sisters in mind. And Leanne Foreman, a pleasure to welcome you to JM in the AM. Thank you. Pleasure to be back. Leanne, why don't we start with you? You'll give us a, a, an overview of the organization and its work, and then we'll turn to David, and uh, and he'll tell us why this partnership is uh, so vital to have been formed and what the vision is going forward. Remind our audience, what is CCSA, Communities Confronting Substance Abuse and Addiction? I'm going to correct you just with one word, which is abuse. We actually don't use the word abuse in our title. It's Communities Confronting Substance Use and Addiction. Oh, okay. Sorry about um, that. Abuse happens to be a little bit of a stigmatizing term, so we've, we've moved away from that. Um, but as you know, Nachum, because we've had this conversation a few times, my husband and I personally went through addiction in our family. Our oldest daughter, who is, thank God, seven years in recovery now, wow. um, experienced addiction during her college years. Um, we had a couple of near misses in terms of having her in our lives. It was a very difficult time for us personally. And what we found very quickly is that addiction is a very, as I said before, stigmatized topic. We felt very isolated and alone. Um, in 2018, ETL and I decided to come forward with our story. We live in Teaneck. We held an event. That event was attended in person by over 700 people and online another 300 people. We were streaming it. We had many people speaking at that event about addiction from various perspectives, including Rabbi Larry Rothbach, who I am forever grateful to um, for speaking up about this important topic in our community. And it was really something to open up people's eyes that this is something that affects many, many people. It's a community issue and that we need to have more dialogue around it. One of the things that came out of that evening, besides our support groups, which we are still running in support of families who are, have loved ones struggling with this and siblings who are struggling with this, um, is school-based programming, which is our prevention education curriculum. And we started going to schools back in 2019, and we've experienced tremendous, tremendous growth since then, which I can talk about as this dialogue continues with you. Well, the estimate is that you've already reached 18,000 students. That would be from which grade to which grade? We're currently in 6th through 12th grade with a differentiated curriculum. We also present to parents and faculty with parent workshops and faculty training. And since the inception, let's say 2019-2020, is when we started going to schools just in Bergen County. We were in eight schools then. We're in over 75 schools now, targeting at least another 
five new schools in the next couple of months. Um, and I actually did the recount last night just to make sure I had my facts correct. And by the by February 1st, we'll be in, in 78 schools and we'll have educated and impacted almost 19,000 kids. Pretty amazing. Leanne Foreman and David Mandel is there with us here live via telephone. So, David, what is a partnership with CCSA, and why is an OLCCSA partnership so important? First, I would like to publicly compliment Leanne and EDL, her husband. The words in CCSA, confronting, is just what they did back in 2018. They confronted their own personal situation publicly, which is very difficult for people to do, on, regardless of circumstances that may go on in the privacy of their home, with their family, with their children, whatever may be going on. So they're confronting their their extremely important situation with their daughter. And, you, you know, you use the word enemies. Our hostages are held by the enemies in Israel. We're being attacked by the enemies. And, and um, not to use that word lightly, there are many enemies in this world, in this situation. And certainly having a, um, a family member who has an addiction to drugs and to quote Leanne, what she said a few minutes ago in which they almost lost their daughter to an enemy, you confronted. So Kolokovod, the synergy with CCSA and OHEL when Leanne came to OHEL and had a conversation with us is that um, um, we work in schools on many levels locally, regionally, around the country. Leanne works with schools locally, regionally, and around the country. Secondly, Leon, Leanne has a very strong professional model of training. And professionalism is something that Ohel values very strongly. She is a professional. Her curriculum, her, her colleagues, everything is done at the highest level professional. And third, Leanne does work on a prevention mode, hopefully preventing substance abuse. It complements OHEL's work in our outpatient substance use disorder for those individuals who need help, who need outpatient treatment. So Leanne's work, our staff's work, OHEL's work complements each other on many levels and we're extremely happy to be collaborating, working together with Leanne locally and around the country. Leanne, is CCSA's network going to get uh, more robust and, and grow much quicker now because of this partnership? I certainly hope so. I think OHEL has a fantastic reputation. I think there are schools and communities um, that we haven't even touched yet that's certainly bringing in the OHEL name will enhance our ability oh, to expand. Right. Um, we are, you know, we, we're really literally coast to coast at this point. We've moved into San Diego, Atlanta, Cleveland. We're expanding in South Florida. OHEL is expanding in South Florida. We're doing a lot of important work down there. I think last year we were in three schools there. This year we're in at least 10. Um, and so that 
growth and that expansion can only be enhanced and hopefully multiplied. And, and you us. and you raise such an important point, which just hit me as you said it. Uh, there are schools, not a criticism, just a reality. There are schools that would really hesitate to bring a program like this into their schools, and you desperately know how desperately it is needed in all these schools. And as you said, the OHEL name can only open up doors, can only expand the reach in terms of schools that might hesitate or may not think that there's a professional long-term name behind it. Now you have a partnership that includes all of that. 100%. What is the curriculum, by the way? Is it one hour? Is it a one-hour visit to a school? Is it uh, you know, videos and lectures? What, what is the curriculum when you walk into a school or the professionals that you work with walk into a school and want to make a difference and want to make these kids aware of what they are facing out, uh, out, out there? So the model that we created really started with Ilana, our daughter, and another young man who was in recovery um, in Bergen County. Like I said, we started bringing in young people in recovery with firsthand lived experience with addiction to tell their story, which is a very critical part of our education just because we want people to understand it does happen in the Jewish community. It happened to me. This is how it happened to me. This is the choices I made when I was your age, and this is what it led to. Not to scare them, but to really give them the facts. However, that absent the actual education, the science behind addiction, understanding the danger of using substances, how it affects the brain and the body as, as a child is developing, learning about resilience, coping skills, peer pressure, all that. That is very, very critical. And I wanted to wed the two things, the, the personal impactful story with the journey of addiction to the science of addiction and to make sure we're giving a proper education. Everything is based on evidence-based prevention education model. Um, like David said, I'm very thorough and professional in how I approach this. And the curriculum itself, 6th through 12th grade, is a differentiated curriculum. So every grade gets a different program. We come in once, but we can come in multiple times if the school wants us to. We have supplementary programs, but typically with our busy yeshiva education system, schools yeah. are able to give us one slot. Right. Um, for six, seventh and eighth graders, it's a shorter program. You have less attention span. For ninth through twelfth graders, it's a longer program. So anywhere from, let's say, 60 minutes to an hour and a half. And the other thing that we introduced last year and we're very, very proud of is something called fatal vision goggles, which are goggles that mimic the physical impairment of either being high on marijuana, on weed, or being drunk, being impaired by alcohol. And we have the kids, and we do this in 10th grade specifically because they're starting to be exposed more to substances. They're getting behind the wheel. Um, so we want them to understand the dangers of being impaired, and we have them do very simple tasks like walking a straight line, building a pyramid with cups, throwing a, a ball into a basket, and then we have them put the goggles on and try it again. And they are able to compare, at least physically, how those substances could potentially impair their reaction time, coordination, judgment, perception. Unbelievable. I need both of you to comment on this. Um, Leanne, I will start with you. I, I would imagine that in the... Um uh, in, in our community, uh, it's a real generalization, but I think to a degree it's true in most cases. Um, parents must be thanking you like crazy because this is a conversation that, frankly, they know they need to have with their children, yet they're so happy they don't have to have it because you're having it. You're, you get what I mean? 
Um, I think they are hopefully grateful. There, there are a lot of issues there, and I could go on for, you know, the next hour, but the show is only so long. Um, <laughs> there are a lot of issues with parents um, in terms of how they communicate it, also in terms of how they model their own behavior with substances, and we talk about that. We never preach abstinence, but when we do a parent workshop, we talk about modeling healthy behaviors with substances, and we talk about how we can introduce this topic, right? So we call it giving a gift. When we speak to parents and we present it to their children, we tell them, we've now handed you a gift. You can come home and say, I had a CCSA program. I know you did too. How is your program? And we actually, in our parent workshop, have a resource and skills building exercise where we talk about introductory statements, questions. How can you talk to your child? How can you get your child to talk to you? I call it creating the triangle of trust between the school, the parents, and the, and the child because we want them to have, we're not there 365 days out of the year. We want them to have that conversation with each other. We want the child, if there is a struggle of any kind, substances or other mental health issues, to be able to turn to a trusted adult. And we talk about that strenuously from sixth grade on. Right. Look around the room. Hopefully it's your parents that you're turning to, but if it's not a guidance counselor, a teacher, somebody who that child can go to if they're struggling or if they know someone's struggling. And we have real life anecdotal evidence that it works because we've had many, many schools call us after the fact and say somebody approached us, somebody came to us, we were able to get them the help they needed or their friend the help that they needed. So, you know, we are making a difference in that way, and I hope that it continues. David Mandel, uh, you and I have discussed for many, many years uncomfortable conversations that parents uh, have to have with their children. We've discussed this in, in many arenas of Jewish life and life in general. What, what do you think about parents who now slightly, at the minimum, rely on CCSA to have this conversation with their children? The legalization of cannabis, of marijuana in New York and in many parts of the country have made this conversation even more complex because now not only um, young adults or parents of various ages um, able to use it legally, no one needs to hide it, um, so can an adolescent. a 10-year-old, a 16-year-old, a 22-year-old say to their parents, well, it's legal. It's legal in New York, it's legal in New Jersey, it's legal in half the country and getting more legal. New York State is about to issue uh, licenses to very large companies, real estate hotel companies, for the legalization of gambling. And we will have gambling Somewhere, it may be in Midtown Manhattan, it may be in Coney Island, it will be in upstate New York, it may be in the Catskills, a conversation that's been going on for 10 years um, in front of the governor. And, you know, it's interesting that when the governor issues licenses for gambling, at the same time, they also put in money into the budget for organizations to do prevention work on gambling (laughs) and to do work with individuals who are addicted to gambling to get them out. In our field, uh, the work that Leanne and Ohel does is something called comorbidity, co-occurring disorders. Individuals that are addicted to gambling may also be addicted 
to drugs. Individuals that are addicted to drugs also are addicted to stealing because you need to have the money in order to um, access what you need. So <clears throat> the Wall Street Journal had a very, very smart, deep article a couple of days ago on cannabis. The world believes that the majority of people die from an overdose of fentanyl. Right. 115,000 in each of the last three years in America died from fentanyl-related deaths. Right. Fentanyl, of course, is a synthetic that drug dealers put into what they sell to make it more potent, right. to make you higher quickly, to make you more addicted. So it's a business cycle where you come back and you buy more drugs, and so many people die. The Wall Street Journal spoke about cannabis, marijuana, weed, that does not have fentanyl, but on its own is so powerful, potent these days, that some cannabis on its own can create severe brain damage. Wow. Psychosis, a psychotic effect, un, not understood by people. So this is, without being an alarmist, and we generally are not, what Leanne does, what her team does, is provide information. But people also need to understand that with the legalization of marijuana, with the legalization of gambling, with co-occurring disorders, we're entering a new era. Mm -hmm. That's the education that students and parents need to know. We, of course, never say use responsibly. Parents would not appreciate our saying that people use responsibly. But how many stories have you and others read, Nachum, in which a child died accidentally from having an edible teddy bear? Yeah. Because it was not a candy teddy bear. Right. No, no I, jokes. No jokes on that. So it's a serious No, I hear it. And plus you could, of course, add the whole attraction to uh, alcohol in our community as well. That doesn't help the situation, to say the least. Uh, to bring the program to your school or community, everybody, and by the way, this is a good opportunity. As the next semester is being set up, be in touch with the people who take care of programming at the elementary, middle, and the high school level in our community, and certainly principals and teachers that you think would be amenable to this. As Leanne suggested earlier, it's not always easy to get a slot in our schools because we are so, thank God, over-programmed with so many amazing things. But, Baruch Hashem, there are schools that do make room for the life-saving programs. So if you want to bring this program, uh, courtesy of OHEL and CCSA, to your school or community, you could dial 347-675-3744, 347-675-3744. Leanne, I'm right, right? The, the schools, thank God, in our community still, they do find a slot for you somewhere when it comes to life-saving, right? Thank God. Thank God. It's, <laughs> Thank it's God important, is and it, it, it doesn't take a long time, and it's not a big investment, but it, it has long-term returns. No question about it. Look, you're doing amazing work. We uh, are glad that we could feature it whenever we have the opportunity. Everybody out there, uh, bring uh, the CCSA program uh, to your school or community by dialing 347-675-3744. 
347-675-3744. And Leanne, you can definitively say, and I know people may not uh, may not get just how accurate this is, but you could definitively say that lives have been saved because of this program. Thank you, Nathan. David Mandel, I think you agree as well. This program saves lives. This program makes a major impact on our community. Nahum, we uh, like to say that um, the the entire totality of our work only needs to help one person. It does. You never know when it is, right. who right. it is. That's right. But without a doubt, um, any conversation we have only needs to help one person. You know, Dr. Abraham Tversky, Oliver Shalom, whose name should be mentioned in any conversation like this, who found a gateway in Pittsburgh, the first program 40 years ago, 40 years ago, was speaking in the Jewish community and the film community in every Jewish community around the country that it was an alcohol treatment, outpatient treatment program we have. And he said at that time, you know, whatever goes on in the general population also goes on and the Jewish population goes on in the Orthodox population, yeshivish, Hasidish, modern Orthodox and so on and so forth. He was the uh, 40 years ago speaking about these issues that everyone is speaking right now. Yep. So it's uh, good to acknowledge the work that he did, which all of us are following. And yes, without a question, Leanne's work and Oho's work and her very competent staff helping families it's a new partnership ohel and ccsa uh, communities confronting substance use and addiction and to bring the program to uh, a school near you uh, dial 347-675-3744 347-675-3744 david mandel i thank you and uh, leanne foreman i thank you continue your amazing work on behalf of our community Thank you. Basara Tovot. Amen, and thank you for that. More coming up. You're listening to America's one and only Jewish Moments in the Morning Radio program heard on listener-sponsored digital radio. Around the world, the web, and Nachum Segal.com, and the Nachum Segal Network, and, of course, on the beloved NSN app. 